0: Listeners, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast where three friends get together virtually until we can do safely otherwise and talk about a horror movie. And we will talk about Recently Watched. We won't spoil, but the featured attraction, we will spoil. I don't think you have to worry about much with this one. Uh, We thank the Moonrays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find their music digitally on Apple Music or Amazon. And you can say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon-Rays. Dash And we made a coloring book. Yes, you're three hosts. We made a coloring book of Plan 9 from Outer Space. And you can go to Plan9ColoringBook.com. That's Plan, the number 9, ColoringBook.com. And you can buy it there. And you can go straight to Etsy and go to the Screen Monsters shop and buy it there, because that's where you're going to end up anyway. So
1: like the first thing you, you if you search just plan nine coloring Book for the first couple hits
0: oh good good we should be I mean it's hey. we're the only ones doing exactly yeah. that I think um
1: so yeah there's like a Tor Johnson a shitty image somebody's put up it's just like uh, uh Photoshop still from
0: Thing that you can
2: color, I guess. Hmm. But we're we're number one, two, and three. Well, uh, Dana Gould's uh, live cast of it went up this weekend.
0: Oh, cool! So
2: oh, he, nice. That might might have boosted our numbers.
0: I would hope so. <clears throat> I don't think Do he he pimped us at all, but uh, no. it's on people's minds. You know, especially it's it's around Halloween. It's a perfect. Short Halloween movie that's got all the spooky atmosphere, but a lot of laughs, unintended laughs. Uh, you
2: know, once you're done listening to a live cast, the first thing you want to do is, like, color it. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Up. yeah. That, that makes sense. Huh? So, guys, uh, let's introduce ourselves and then uh, talk about a little recently watched. I'm Richard. I'm here with Jolian. Hello. And Will. Hello. And we are your hosts. So uh, guys, recently watched. Who wants to start it off?
1: Uh go ahead.
0: I can do Will. it. I can do it. I did thirty one oh, for thirty one. <laughs> I
2: was I was pointing upwards in a Brady Bunch like fashion to where Will's uh, picture is.
0: Oh, okay. Um
1: well oh, not in that I'm over here to your to your right no. or your left. <laughs> Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, my version of Zoom just keeps swapping you guys out for middle as you're talking. Uh, I could I could just do a rapid fire thing here, um, and tell you what else I've watched okay. on my 31 for 31, and then I'll shut up. Um, I think where we left off, I had said I'd watched Witch in the Window. I think was the where you I left what? off.
1: Read it all.
0: Okay. I'll just go through the whole thing, okay. They came from beyond space, the Bray Road Beast, Encounter with the Unknown, 0.0 Megahertz, Verotica. that was back on October 5th. And last night. Uh Vampire Lovers, House on Haunted Hill, Queen of Blood, Exorcist 3, Double Lover, The Shed, Nightmare Castle, Hubie Halloween. Wait, what was it?
2: Exorcist
0: three double lover is that one movie? Yes, Exorcist, I like that one. Exorcist three comma yeah. double lover.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, at all, at all adult toy stores.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a porn parody. Uh, let's see: uh, Skyman, Medusa, Touch, Vampire Circus, The Screaming Skull, The Witch in the Window, Halloween 1978, Blackcoat's Daughter, Wolfman, the original. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, white, white Zombie, Blood Quantum, Night of the Living Dead, Fright Night, Bride of Frankenstein, House of Frankenstein, Revenge, Night of the Demons, Halloween 2018, and, and on Halloween, I also watched 1031, Sleepy Hollow, three episodes of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. And then last night I watched right. Good Boy, which is a 2020 movie on Hulu where it's a cute little white dog that's supposedly murdering people. Uh, and uh, there's a um, Legend of Boggy Creek 2, The Legend Continues. Uh, okay. I watched that last night. I and,
2: think I've seen that. Yeah.
0: And the, uh, the brand new Creep Show animated feature, which we're going to talk about a little bit here in a minute. How <laughs> um, we'll
2: yeah, was Good Boy?
0: Good boy was, it was cool. It was fun. Um, It's one of those movies where I just want to accept the fact that the dog's doing the killings. I don't want to think that the woman is having a, you know, some psychotic shift of reality and she's doing the killing. But eh, I think they kind of make you think that. (laughs) I mean, I'm not spoiling it, but.
2: Halloween, uh, uh, the neighbors like uh, doing a socially distanced like talking to each other because uh, uh, they, they got a new dog and uh, I, I poked my head out and it was, uh, they'd got a St. Bernard. I really? Was highly appropriate for Halloween.
0: <laughs> it, wasn't,
2: it wasn't frothing at the mouth. It was, uh, it was rolling on its back, wanting its belly rubbed, but I'm sure it was, uh, you know, pondering murder.
0: Oh, they all do.
2: Oh, certainly
0: at least a couple times a day. I have to tell you guys a funny coincidence, two coincidences, uh, from, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. I chose it just kind of randomly and turned out it was Elsa Lanchester's birthday when I was watching it. And, and normally when I go to bed, I turn on this Bride of Frankenstein nightlight, this really cool fused glass rectangle or um, square. Uh, and when I went to uh, turn it on at bedtime, this uh bed this bathroom nightlight uh the light was burned out so i had to replace it on her birthday <laughs> what a coincidence <laughs> or is it
2: wow. you can make a podcast out of that
0: oh yeah there are plenty yeah. of people who do so that's that's all i got you guys uh, who wants to go next
1: Will. uh i watched Veronica.
0: And... how many times
1: uh, just the one. Oh, okay. But I feel like I've watched it numerous times. Uh, I did watch a, a few months ago when I mentioned this movie. I watched an episode of Red Letter Media, and they covered this film. Um, so I felt like I'd already seen it because they showed this. If you can say such a thing exists. Yeah. In this film. Um <laughs>
0: uh,
1: other than that, we're we're now into uh both next generation and deep space nine. Whoa. So, uh, and yeah. Moving right along through the Star Trek. Uh, we're debating whether or not we're gonna just jump right into uh season three of the uh Discovery. Uh, Dunno. I've not been watching much. Uh, I tried to watch The House That Drip Blood. Unfortunately, I fell asleep after the first story.
0: That's too bad. I
1: I've, I've have the worst luck with that movie. We tried to watch it. Uh, it shows up in Blood Rage on the uh, marquee drive-in they go to at the beginning. And so we were like, oh, well, we should watch that movie. And uh, we tried to watch it, and and I think at first it wasn't available, and then it was finally available, but it wouldn't play. And then this time I finally got it to play, and we watched the first I Fell Asleep. So I have to go back and finish that one up. I may at one point finish this
2: movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the later movies in that is uh, where John Pertwee is – Playing an actor, playing a vampire. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, the first one is uh, uh, home, uh Elliot is a writer and he's conjured up some stranger who may or may not be real. Right. That's it. Is
2: that it? it for me. All right, so I watched uh, uh, This Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Of nice. course. Uh, uh, we As far as TV goes, we finished watching um, Return of Ultraman, and now we're watching uh, Ultraman Ace. Uh, and uh, uh, while I'm exercising, I'm watching uh, Henshin Ninja Arashi, which is from, from uh, about the same period. It's like the third superhero boom of Japan early 70s, uh, Henshin Ninja Urashi is, a, is the uh, kind of period take on the Kamen Rider idea um, where he's a, uh, uh, the, the bad guys are creating monsters to terrorize Japan and um, he he's in the process of being created, uh, his creator turns against the bad guys, makes him a good guy. Um, so it's a similar setup, but it's uh, you know it's, it's during the feudal period. Um, and uh, see, so, and I finished watching a, a, a superhero series from the first Japanese superhero boom from like uh, late '50s, early '60s. Um, this one was called National Kid. Um, so he's a Superman type character. Uh, this was uh, created as a uh, uh, by Matsushita Electronics, uh, so National is one of their brands. So, uh, but there's, there's not much uh, product placement in the actual series, but um, it, it's uh, it's fun. Um, uh, you got some cool UFOs in it, and uh, there's a giant monster in the very last episodes. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I really like watching those really old uh, Japanese superhero shows. Um, Movie-wise, uh, wanted to watch uh, some uh, good and scary ones with uh, Emily. Um, so we watched the, the Descent, uh, the Neil Marshall film from two thousand five. Uh, I was quite nervous about watching this one again because it's really scary. Um, and this this movie is scary enough before any monsters turn up. Uh, I, I think this is a really great horror movie. Um, definitely one of the scariest films I've seen. Uh, also watched uh, You're Next with her, which is a sort of blend of uh, home invasion and uh, old dog house mystery. Yep. Uh, very funny as well as scary and gory. Uh, she's got a great uh, hero in this, and you know she's uh, she turns out to be this like survivalist who uh, takes on all these these killers. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. And we also watched uh, for Halloween, uh, we watched uh, Trick or Treat, the Michael Dirty film. You've all seen this one, right? Yeah. Trick or Treat. It's, it's, a, it's an anthology and it kind of blends together various stories of various, uh, uh, it goes backwards and forwards in times so that all the, uh, you realise that the, uh, characters from one story are passing by during another story and so on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good looking. I don't find it particularly scary. I, I think uh, uh, this, this sort of uh, blending together of uh, stories in an anthology really work well in uh, Pulp Fiction, but it uh, doesn't really work well in a horror movie, I find.
0: No.
2: Uh, it's, it's clever at the expense of the atmosphere, the actual scares. Uh, but, it, you know, it's good looking. You know, I've seen it a couple of times. It's good to watch on Halloween.
0: Yeah, good atmosphere, um, for sure.
2: Yeah, uh, watched uh, creep show uh, the uh, original Romero movie um, and watched uh, a couple of uh, Japanese movies Hakai, uh, which is um uh, uh, th- this is uh based off the old um, there's the Japanese uh, ghost story uh sort of, a, a ceremony of uh ceremony of um telling a hundred ghost stories and uh once you've told a story you uh, go into this room blow out a candle and then uh, so as the night progresses the hundred candles get blown out and when the last one gets blown out an actual ghost manifests so this uh, in this Ooh. one uh, ten different stories um there's like five different directors uh, and uh, yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed all of them. It was, uh, it, um, it's got some good, good uh, creepy bits in here. Um, so uh, I, f- I forget what the English title is. Uh, Kaidan Pieces of Horror or something. It's on uh, Prime, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched another Japanese one called uh, Fatal Frame. Uh, the Japanese title is Gekujo Rei, which is film version zero. Uh, Fatal Frame is a video game horror video game franchise, and uh, <clears throat> so this is a, a movie based on it. Um, it's very romantic, swoony, melancholy film about a. It's like a girls' school. It's a Catholic girls' school, um, run by nuns. It's up on this mountain and above this town. Um, there's uh, there's some kind of hauntings going on. Um, it's kind of uh, if you like to picnic a hanging rock, it's going for that sort of vibe. Uh, it's very uh, slow and mysterious. Um, yeah, I quite like it. It's, uh, I don't think it's uh, as successful as Picnic because um, you know, typically in Japan, uh, if a story is a video game and an anime and a TV series and a movie, uh, they won't explain what's going on in the other ones. They just expect you to know what's going on in the franchise. So, there's, you know, there's at one point this couple of uh, bizarre characters turns up at this school and uh, you don't know who they are. And you don't, you're not really sure what they're up to. Um, kind of gather there's some kind of uh, paranormal experts, but it uh, doesn't explain who they are. Um, but uh, overall, overall, really liked it. It's, uh, it's a good uh, slow horror movie um yeah now uh, i think that was it uh so on, on halloween we watched um we watched peanuts and uh, creep show and uh, uh i worked on my halloween mix and uh uh and we played uh, played a couple of rounds of horrified in the evening oh cool uh, so it, it, yeah, it, was, it was pretty fun it's
0: a great board game Yes. Now you kind of just rolled right past having watched creep show, the animated feature.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: should, should I did say it or do both, you want to say it?
2: Both,
1: did both of you watch that?
0: Yeah, I did.
1: I know. How was it?
0: I liked it. Um, here's the thing about it is like, I was, I, I, I called Jolian to make sure he knew it was actually posted, but, uh, for our listeners who listen regularly, We've mentioned the top secret project Jolian was working on, and it was the animated creep show. Uh, what's the what's the official title of it? Is it Creep Show Animated Feature?
2: Animated Special.
0: Animated Special. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So, um, do you want to just tell the listeners what you did for this?
2: Uh, yeah. This is uh, because of COVID, they were delaying the live action shoot. And this was going to be the first episode of season two. But now um, what they're doing is uh, filming the live action episodes next year sometime. And, uh, and then this went out as a Halloween special, just to something to tide you over, as it were. Um, so I, uh, there's two stories, one's by Stephen King, one's by Joe Hill. And uh, Joe Hill, you remember as the, the kid from the original Creepshow movie. Yeah. Uh, also, of,
0: Stephen King's son. Son <laughs> of Stephen, yeah.
2: Right. And uh, so uh, the first story is based on Stephen King's Survivor Type, and uh, it's about this um, is a pretty horrible fellow who's a, who happens to be a surgeon and a drug runner, and he gets uh, stranded on this uh, island, very barren island. It's not a paradise at all, and uh, he's got uh, he's got a knife. He's got uh, Uh, a sewing kit (laughs) and he's got uh several pounds of uh heroin and uh he's very very hungry and he's stuck there um so that that was in the different seasons anthology
0: i looked it up it it didn't it didn't ring right we were saying that when we talked on the phone but it was actually in skeleton crew i had to look it up
2: skeleton crew that's it yeah Yeah uh yeah and then the uh joe hill story was uh circus of the dead where a family is driving through colorado and they they cross over into utah and they find they they uh visit this uh weird rundown circus which uh you know there's very realistic looking zombies there
0: yeah yeah without without spoiling the ending of it um yeah they're very realistic but, uh, yeah, sur- Survivor Type, um, that's weird that that's never been made into anything live action before.
2: Uh, I think it's been made as a couple of short films. Has it? Yeah. I, I don't well, think it's it's not been made as a feature. It's, it's been a couple of short films that okay. have played festivals.
0: Yeah, I've never seen anything where it's been, you know, put to film. But, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, so, so they had you draw all of the individual parts that were going to be scanned in and digitally animated? Is that what the deal was?
2: Yeah, so I did all the island scenes. Um, given the time we had to work with, I can do all the flashback scenes as well. So I just did the island scenes. And then uh, so what What we do is uh, uh, I draw every, every image they needed. And then the animators would tell me... Um, uh, when i did the final art what layers they needed so uh, what needed uh, everything that needed to move had to be on its own layer it had to be with its own colors um uh, so i'd send them back these files huge files of all these layers of uh bits of the human body and uh then they'd animate from there and uh then that got colored uh by uh, lauren and uh animated by uh, elias
0: yeah, it it looks really cool. I mean, you can tell it's digital, but uh but you could also tell that the art was done by a person. So that's cool too. So, you you get uh you get an animated feature where we could have had nothing and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally um, totally worth watching.
2: And it's got uh he's voiced by Kiefer Sutherland,
0: which I didn't even catch. I'm like, I know this voice actor from somewhere and then I saw the credits and it was like, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> right. it's david uh, from the lost boys
2: right right um yeah and he did a good job so yeah, yeah it's quite fun
0: yeah so that was pretty cool Excellent. and then did you re-watch veronica or did you or are we just going on what you remember
2: uh i i haven't rewatched it i'm not going to watch that film by myself it's uh <laughs> it'll be fun to watch with people but uh i watched uh i only had time to watch a couple of uh Reviews of it online—they're uh, uh, quite funny.
0: You know, I uh, having yeah. re- having rewatched it and uh, and having read a couple of reviews, I gotta say, I think this is midnight movie material for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Sorry, oh, this would be hysterical, yeah.
0: Sorry, Glenn Danzig, but <laughs> you, maybe you were trying to make a real serious thing, and it's just silly i mean
2: oh yeah if they put this on a midnight square, i'm up for it
0: totally going. Uh, yeah i spotted a, a total goof that i didn't spot the first time um you know in the f- <laughs> <laughs> really wow <laughs> yeah only one <laughs> uh well uh will do you want to tell the listeners what this is if for some reason they're listening to this and haven't watched it
1: uh, this is Dwayne Danzig, the masterpiece.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, what can you say? It's an anthology of three stories based on a comic book series he started in the mid-90s. Uh, oof. It <laughs> makes uh, makes Rob Zombie's films look good. Yeah. All right. I mean that. I mean, it makes three from hell look like a real movie.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> okay <laughs> cool. Um, so what do you think of the wraparound? Uh, cause uh, you know, they always have this wraparound, uh, like a character who's sort of walking you through the idea, like something that stitches it all together. How did you like our, yeah, uh, the
1: Elvira character. Yeah.
0: Yes. Wow. You're right. Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely a yeah. totally un, unintended similarity, I assume.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she introduces the story. The first one is probably the best story, just because it's surely... What the... The other two are deadly dull, especially the last one. Um... <laughs> You know, the, the first one, uh, the first story, uh, is a, is set in France, we don't know why, right. um, with some really bad French actors, uh, or French accents, I should say, uh, American actors, I assume, uh, or maybe not even actors, Americans, we'll just say, um, <laughs> and, uh, a eyes on her breast where her nipples should be cries a tear which falls on a badly computer-generated white spider turns into a really poorly articulated man-spider that strangles people hmm. when she falls asleep. And that's about it. Um, so, the second one involves A Go ahead Oh, I was going to say the second one involves The stripper who steals faces And the third one One involves uh, a lady bathing In blood
0: Yeah So with the first story Um, are the uh, Eyes for nipples Necessary to the story At all, or <laughs> If that's going to be a thing, is the man spider, which we don't want to call him Spider-Man for obvious uh, legality purposes, is man spider um, who has like circus makeup for no reason. uh, Can we have him without the eyes for nipples or are they interdependent on some level that I'm missing because I don't understand the nuances of this?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what Glenn is thinking. Uh, um, I, I, I read something that there was supposed to, a scene like, playing this, but it uh, they ran out of money. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, um, one of,
1: film it. So what,
0: one of the uh, one of the notes in uh, IMDb. Uh, The trivia notes said that it was filmed in the Skid Row district of of, uh, LA to save money. So that's not a Mm. good, that's not a good excuse that they ran out of money.
1: Yeah. They spent a million dollars on this
0: thing. A million. Yeah. I wonder uh, how much do you think the accent coach got?
2: <laughs> Glenn Zantic said he, he got in a, a dialect coach. Yeah. Who trained, who trained them for weeks.
0: He trains them for weeks?
2: Yes. And he says uh, she had a scarf and everything.
0: Well, if she had. Oh my
2: God.
0: If she had this scarf, then she is like, a, how we say, the uh, uh, Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> I mean, this is like. <laughs> this is like American actors who think they're doing a, a spot on Irish accent and they sound like the Lucky Charms guy. <laughs> and, and this is like Pepe Le Pew uh, levels of, of voice acting or, you know, accent training, whatever. Uh, yes. Yeah. Why set in France? Why not set this in a sleazy uh, area of L.A., you know, like where it was filmed? And um, one of us has to say this. Is that fucking David Arquette? The, when where they busted the, <coughs> i mean it's clearly david, that looked like him didn't it that's totally david arquette when the when the the quote-unquote french cops bust the door in at, at that apartment which by the way mm-hmm. has been crisscross criss- 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 cut with a little circular saw uh, very obviously uh, it's like it's all it's a hollow core door that's been, my favorite <laughs> go ahead
1: <laughs> part my favorite part was the uh the fan with the oh. light behind it in the movie theater. That's the one. Which was a good effect. <laughs> like, that's actually kind of smart. But then they turn the camera, and you can see the fan with the light behind it.
0: That's the thats the one I that I was going to tell you guys I spotted that I didn't notice the first time.
1: Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's actually a good effect. I yeah. was kind of... <laughs> of impressed man because he could tell it wasn't a real movie theater It's like oh they just put a light behind the fan that, that's not a bad idea ran it real slow oh and then he it
0: that's the equivalent of having a thunderstorm and then the camera pans past a guy with a big sheet of tin <laughs> <laughs> shaking it yeah uh, yeah it, <laughs> so now we know how the sausage is made
2: I like when the the cops have got their, uh, their weight for battering in the door, but they're being very quiet with it. They're just ticking the door with it because they don't want to wake the neighbors or something.
0: Well, they don't want to knock over the flimsy fake set wall. (laughs) (sighs) Or maybe just, you know, real authentic French cops are very gentle with their battering rams. That's it. Yeah. So, um, so the. Go ahead.
1: The second stripper um of all the strippers he had in this movie the one he cast as a stripper or wasn't a stripper so
0: Yeah. Where did she strip? Yeah, yeah, she just kind of walked out with uh a cape with a hood.
1: Put the hood on and and moved her arms up and down.
0: Yeah, she was <laughs> she was basically doing the Batusi... Uh, she had like a <laughs> she, she had like a g string and pasties on and did the batusi and then fucked off to the back room. Uh, I don't know uh-huh. why why she was mystery girl and was so revered by uh, coworkers and fans alike. But I'm not an expert on exotic dancers, so I can't really tell you what it is they're looking for.
2: She comes out and does uh-huh. this act three times uh. it each time and it goes on for about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, she's definitely not a professional, uh, that I could tell. Uh, and I think I mentioned this last time we sort of did this as a recently watched that I did recognize one of the exotic dancers as somebody who I follow on Instagram. And, uh, you could tell by her tattoos, like at a glance, she's very recognizable. Alice McMunn, uh, you could see her short videos on Instagram. She can actually do all that aerial stuff on a pole and, uh, should have cast her she's she's got the talent for this
1: yeah exactly what the
0: hell
2: glenn
0: (laughs) but (laughs) come on glenn
2: Is is that the worst decision made in this movie
0: yeah you know in a list of bad decisions it's on that list
1: it's not the worst in this movie but it's up there
0: i like the gruff sergeant
1: he, also, he wear he he put a, a microphone on the one actress's leg in the first movie to hide it, but then he he takes the time to zoom in on it. <laughs> yeah. Just,
0: what?
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I I have a feeling that he's I don't know. Glenn Danzig too self serious, but. I fear he'll he'll be one of these Tommy Wiseau uh, kind of uh, burdemic people. who's like, oh, I meant it to be a comedy. Yeah, but no. You he, read he a, read,
2: read about the, uh, the yeah, read, read about the premiere, and you can see footage of it uh, premiered at this festival, and he, he arrived like forty minutes late, and uh, he he introduced it as his homage to uh, like Black Sabbath and eyes without a face uh so you you're prepared for this you know arty euro horror movie
1: oh man not even close yeah i i read some some little blurb that uh he came out afterwards and said i wouldn't have laughed but yes okay whatever Remember, it's cool
2: yeah people were like crying with laughter
1: oh yeah yeah one of the reviews i said uh i read was uh the person hoped that he didn't think that they were into the last part because they were so quiet but everybody was so bored Uh,
0: it's it's a solid one-third of the movie um whatever that last part's called where it's this um lady bathory um story yes uh
1: yeah, I didn't
0: even get a chance to read the title. It went so quickly. Yeah. For that um, one. Let, let me see if it says here in...
2: Um... Does that qualify as a story? Like, uh, I think the first segment has a beginning, middle, and end. And the second story has a beginning and middle. And the third story doesn't have either of those. It's just like... No. There's this woman, she's like Elspeth Batory, and she uh, bathes in blood. That's it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so
1: Yes. I, I, I love when she mugs in the mirror for, for like a solid five minutes oh my God. it just goes on yeah. and on and on it's, it made me think of that uh, <laughs> that scene from the omen when you told us that uh, uh, Richard Donner timed the, the scene where the guy gets his head chopped off so mm-hmm. people would close their eyes and open them and it would still be on the screen that's what I like to think. Uh, that yes. was an homage too. Like you would look away.
0: <laughs> Fall and asleep.
2: She's still mugging. And then when yeah. you
0: wake up, she's still mugging.
2: You could look away, you could go, go use the toilet, make a cup of tea, come back and you would still be going. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Take a little nap, walk the dog, do some oh ironing. My God. It just it just kept going. <laughs> You know, yeah. and, and I, I wrote a few notes while, while I, while I was, um, watching this. And one of them was these quote unquote peasant girls. I've seen dirtier looking girls at high school keggers when, well, you know, not lately, but when I was in high school, <laughs> But yeah. it's like, all you need is, is just like an afternoon hanging around by a lake or a river. And uh, a little bit of drinking and some campfires and then film the next day. Everyone's hair is going to be messed up. They're going to have dirt smudges on them. Mm -hmm. These girls all look like they just walked out of the makeup department. You know, they're all made up and their hair is brushed. I'm not buying them as peasant girls. They should have hay on them and stuff. You know, dirt smudges. (laughs) But, uh, I was telling Will that one of the girls, um, one of the main girls, who's a peasant girl, is uh, Kansas Bowling, who is also one of the Manson girls in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So there's that. Huh. Yeah. Um,
2: I think uh, I think the mother of the peasants is played by uh, what's the name who played Stretch in Texas Chainsaw Two? Oh. Uh, Carol. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Interesting. Um. Let's see. What else was she in? I wanted to give you a couple more. <laughs> Swamp women kissing booth. Uh. Yeah. I Swamp w- th- <laughs> women Booth. <Yes. laughs> yeah. Um. Reagitator. Revenge of the parody. Uh. Trying to look for another one other than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it's something that we might have seen. B.C. Butcher, I have not seen that. Um, <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, sh- she's in this and she's in another thing we've seen. So there's that. Um, but yeah, uh, so that that's that f- uh, third story is called Drukija, uh, Contessa of Blood. Uh, so yeah. yeah, this movie is full of strippers and porn stars. Um, I honestly think the third segment is just because Glenn Danzig likes watching women, uh, covered in blood, licking blood, uh, being drained of blood. I think it's just him uh, and Del-
2: uh, yeah. He yeah. spent good money renting horses and by God, he's going to show every second.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you, you get a, uh, Big weird bathtub with a bunch of spray-painted gold stuff glued to it, and uh, it's full of fake blood.
1: We had victims, that kept moving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Fluttering well. eyes. But I want.
2: Uh, sure. how, how about the, uh, uh, the appliance the for the uh, girl who she the neck?
1: Oh. Oh yeah. When she cuts the last girl's heart out, and she tells the the, the guard that you know. Take her away or whatever. Remove her. Uh, the girl puts her arm around the guy's neck when she she gets picked up. Uh, <laughs> um, I,
0: I do think maybe upon having rewatched this, I think one of my favorite characters is the gruff sergeant in, uh, the, sec- <laughs> in the change of face segment. He's like, where's her face? And then the guy's like, Oh, we don't know. There's no motive. There's no evidence. No, nothing. It's like, well, there's your motive. They wanted her face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to, I want to advocate this as a midnight movie and support it. If it shows up after we're safe to go out in public places yeah. and not die from a virus, uh, yeah, if they want to show this at the Esquire or someplace, I'm into it. Um, yeah, I don't know what what more can we say about this.
2: Uh, I I uh, I was listening to a podcast about it uh, called Metal Meltdown, and uh-huh. uh, you know they, they worship Danzig and so on, but uh, yeah, they're pretty much the same reaction we did. But the the woman on it had a great line. She said, uh, "This is." My theory is this is porno just for Danzig.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is this is made especially for him, by him.
2: Yeah. He gets it.
0: Yeah. Doesn't matter if we do. <laughs> he he spent a million bucks on his own personal porno.
2: Yeah. He's going to watch this scene play out for five minutes longer than it should do. Yeah. Because he likes looking at it.
0: Yeah. Now, um... Will you mentioned earlier that he's a very self serious person? Um, do you think that's why he left the Misfits because it was too comic bookish? Maybe. I mean, I think of it this way: like they were kind of like uh, horror punk, but it, uh, but with a B movie comic book sort of a vibe to it. So
1: yeah, yeah, totally.
0: So what does he do? He leaves he makes comic books and then a B movie. So not not, not not sure why that happened the way it did but
2: uh some of those comics had covers by like Simon Bisley. I, I don't know what the interiors are like yeah.
1: yeah, I had a few of cover. I don't I don't know if I still uh, uh, do, but they're dreadful. Uh, the the covers were nice, but the the stories inside were really uh, pretty hacked out or you could tell uh, um, mostly just about as sensible as the movie. They were a bit because you didn't have terrible things like uh, you know the the microphone on the lady's leg or the horrible accents or the Spider-Man's uh, inarticulate arms and big hole in his crotch. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it, it it gave you a little more leeway. You could go, oh, okay, I can kind of see where you're going for, what you're going for. But like that last story, yeah, I remember there was something in one of those issues that was a lot like that. It was just like, yeah, blends into blood play and
0: it for him. Well, yeah. Um, Again, this, this movie uh, got a lot of laughter from the audience where it was debuted at the Sin Apocalypse film festival in Chicago. And uh, like you said before, Danzig was like, uh, well, I wouldn't have laughed at that, but well, no, it's your personal porno. Um, but, uh, uh, the, uh, movie has been compared to the 2003 film, the room, which is commonly considered to be one of the worst films ever made.
2: I've uh, not seen that.
0: I have not either. And I know
2: Ooh. that. Th- oh, it's
1: bad. Oh, you both need to stop and watch the room. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: I mean, it's and, more-
1: and don't get the censored one. Make sure it's got all the uh, really awkward sex scenes in it.
0: <laughs> but this, uh, but the guy who made that, uh, and I'm not sure how, how you pronounce his name. Uh, it's Tommy Weisow. Why so? Yeah. Uh, he kind of looks like yeah. Danzig a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, Nick Allen of Vulture wrote that Veronica follows in the tradition of Ed Wood and Tommy Wiseau <laughs> and that Danzig may have unwittingly, unwittingly created the horror comedy of the year and, uh, and that it may, may very well be the most punk rock thing he could have ever done <laughs> was to, hey. was to make a new cult horror movie that's actually hilarious. So <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Just, and
1: I mean, as I said, I saw this on red letter media and, and they showed the best parts, but it still didn't really sink in until I sat down to watch it. How bad this movie is.
0: Did your wife watch it with you?
1: No. He wouldn't go anywhere near
0: it. <laughs> Danzig, no Frankenstein. No, no
1: Zombie.
0: I was afraid that, yeah, Danzig would get banned from your house.
1: Yeah.
0: I tried to explain to uh, a young woman who works at the shop that Glenn Danzig desperately wanted to be Elvis. I mean, you just listen to the huh? early misfits and, you know. Sing a Misfits song as Elvis sing an Elvis song as the misfits. It's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: No, no, I think you're right there.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you take uh, devil's whorehouse skulls of uh, uh, Astro zombies, any of those songs and you sing them as though you're Elvis and you don't sound that different than if you tried to do your best Danzig. Mm-hmm. So that's... I really
1: appreciate it being able to read lyrics uh, to the songs that we were playing while they're stripping was going on. <laughs> I don't know that I'd ever actually sat down and the lyrics. I just listened to them, but if you sit and read them, they're they're as dumb as the movie <laughs> <laughs> They don't make any sense. they're just like words together.
0: Uh, and he put some uh, hair metal sounding music over part of the uh, st- uh, strip club sequences. And I got to wonder, like, why didn't you just put all of your own deeply sinister music over the whole thing?
2: Didn't he do the soundtrack too? Um,
0: yeah, he did the soundtrack. Not all of it, right? Is that all his?
1: Yeah, it was him. Yeah. All of it? Yeah, oh. it sounded exactly like him.
0: Okay, I have to, I honestly, I, I mean, I'm going
1: to... It sounded a little different, but I'm pretty sure it was all... It said, He said he did the soundtrack, so I'm assuming that was him,
0: him all... Huh, I'm, I'm going to have to look, because I'm going to trust but verify on this one, because one of them sounded a little too hair metal to be Danzig, but... You know, maybe he's switching things up a little bit. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Well, just pull this up here real quick. I want to see full cast, but I also want to see music. Uh, hmm. Technical specs. It's not under that. Hmm. Okay, let's see. Music by Glenn Danzig. Is that the whole soundtrack, though? It's all him? It's all him? No.
1: Yeah. Sounded like him to me.
0: Um, okay. Weird. All right. I'm just going to go with it. That one sounded really hair metal to me, but what do I know? I mean, I like old Misfits. I like early Danzig. But, all right. Oh my god! I just clicked on yeah. I just clicked on IMDb, and there he is, scowling at me. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's gonna punch me or something. <laughs>
1: uh.
0: But uh, I, we have a bad habit. Maybe I have a bad habit of talking about people's height. Um, but he's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was trying so hard not to bring that up.
0: Danzig is not very tall, right? <laughs> No. Um,
1: they say two, two Danzigs for distance, uh, for social
0: distancing? <laughs> I mean, it's like you could go with a Tom Cruise and a half or two Danzigs.
2: <laughs> he, could, he could have played the Spider-Man. Two of him.
0: Actual size. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. I'm I'm not going to say anything negative about Glenn Danzig. I'm just going to say he did try to square off with some other lesser known musician who not Oh yeah, I know music. who that is. Yeah. The King Cobras <laughs> or Cobra Kings.
2: No, it was the guy from, uh, they, they had a big hit with, uh, you spin me right round. Uh, what were they called? Truth or dare or something like that. Some, some 80s, band but uh yeah they had an altercation on the street outside a club in soho i think and,
0: uh, oh that's a different that's yeah. a different story oh you're talking about dead or alive
2: dead or alive that's it the yeah. singer
0: k- kicked his ass yeah oh that's awesome that's not even who i'm talking about
2: yeah that that oh, so a face off the guys from dead or alive just punched him and he went down <laughs>
0: oh, that's awesome <laughs> Uh, okay, so we, um, let's see. I, I'll have to look this up. Danzig fight. I um, Is it Northside Kings? Uh, let's see. Danzig gets in a fight. Danzig gets knocked out. How many times has he been knocked out? <laughs> uh, Northside... Well, there's more
1: than one video.
0: <laughs> uh, Northside Kings was the band that I was trying to think of.
2: Concussion would explain a lot.
0: (laughs) So, so the swelling in the brain caused him to make this movie. All right. Uh, let's see. Danzig gets knocked out. Take your pick, man. There's a bunch of videos, apparently. Uh, vice.com has, I punched Danzig in the face. And this is from 2012. So that's, He's scowling a little less in this picture. Uh, There's a tubby guy with a cigar in in a swimming pool who who apparently is the guy who did it. Um, Some guy named Danny. Uh, uh, Let's see. He said a bunch of insulting things about them and their fans. And then they got into it backstage or someplace. And then he just, Danzig like got in his face and the guy just one punch knocked him down. So maybe he won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too far into that because I kind of like what Danzig did with the misfits. And, and I'm, I really thank him for making a hilarious movie. Uh, I don't oh yes.
2: To... He's contributed to my Halloween mix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be mean to the guy, you know, you know, maybe he's got a complex that makes him do stuff like, Make those comics and make that movie, but maybe he'll make a sequel.
1: (laughs) We can only hope. We can only hope he and Rob um work
2: together. Yeah, if Uh, his if his next one is an animated version, then uh, then give me a call, Glenn.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Uh.
2: (laughs) I I can draw eyeballs wherever you want eyeballs to go.
0: (laughs) That's. That's right.
1: No <sighs> questions asked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> stick them eyeballs in every crevice, <laughs> wherever you want them. You want underarm eyeballs? You got them. No questions. Um, so how
1: do there you. There was a uh, <laughs> skit once with uh, uh, women who had eyes on their breasts. I wonder if that's where he got that from. <laughs>
0: Yeah, does she wear like a. They
1: came. Yeah, they came down and they had like great technology and they were going to solve all our problems, but man couldn't stop asking them questions like, does your vision sag if you get older? Oh, God. If you wear a a lace bra, like, uh, like sunglasses. Oh, my God. And. Eventually they get frustrated and leave.
0: Would they, would they wear t-shirts that say, Hey, my eyes are down here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that line.
0: <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I don't, how do you go about recommending this or not recommending this? What do you even say to somebody who's like, Hey, you're into horror movies, will or Jolien"? Um, Mm-hmm. I heard Danzig made one. What do you think? Yeah. What do you tell him?
1: Yeah, he did. And you should rush out and try to find <laughs> he, it. Now. He did indeed. <laughs> he did make a film. He made that.
0: <laughs> it's got hell out of a film. It, it's got three beginnings, two middles, and one end.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Out of three stories.
1: Oh, mm hmm. So I, I would recommend it. Just about.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, if if for no. As far
2: as uh, watching it by yourself, uh, no. As far no, as watching yeah. it with a crowd. <laughs> yeah. You def- definitely watch it with a
0: crowd. You would definitely want.
2: Uh, I, I can ima- imagine watching this at the Scala. This is I would have just been hurt from laughing.
1: Oh man! Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, like when's Henry Rollins gonna start making some movies? I mean like yeah. directing them.
2: Directing his own, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean he's been do in you a bunch recommend it? I totally do. I think this is one of those movies where I don't know if you just fool somebody into watching it and then stand there <laughs> grinning as you, as you as they tell you <laughs> what they thought of it. Uh or if you if you just uh, kind of give them a heads up that it's it's more for laughs, I think you just let them watch it and be like, oh yeah, that, you got to see that one. That's all I'm going to say is you got to see it. I mean, horror fans, definitely. Non-horror fans, well, it's going to freak them out a little bit with the amount of blood in the third one. So Julian, i got to ask you a question. Um, there's a, uh, a, a takeout place we've ordered from that uh, has a particular brand of ketchup in packets. And I looked at it and I thought, all right, is this a joke? Um, It's Sir Kensington's fancy ketchup or whatever. Okay. Sir Kensington, like Kensington Gore, like fake blood.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: Seems a little too on the nose, doesn't it?
2: Right. Yeah. Because that was like the brand of stage blood that they used back in at least the 80s.
0: Yeah.
1: It's good ketchup.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, the ketchup's perfectly good ketchup. Uh, I just wonder if, if some horror fan was in charge of naming the ketchup brand.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. So, Sir Kensington's. <laughs> Loved by horror fans all over the takeout world. Um, Yeah, I'm not really sure what
2: else to say about this. Maybe it's m- the other way around, they, they named it after the ketchup.
0: Maybe they did. I always assumed it had something to do with Hmm. where in England it was made, but or by whom? Yeah,
2: Um, Kensington. Kensington Gore is the uh, is the is the street by um, Royal Albert Hall.
0: Oh, okay. So, guys, um, I got to ask: uh, Is there much more we could say about this? Except, we can't wait to see Midnight Movies. Back in our lives and and fingers crossed and and suggestions made that we get this eventually
1: mm-hmm. I hope so.
0: because it, you know aren't we a little tired of rocky horror picture show don't we need something new <laughs> is there like a whole audience reaction thing that we could work on with this movie
1: oh i'm sure yeah oh
0: yeah um uh, yeah, there's gotta there's gotta be something you yell when you see the fan uh, <laughs> with the lamp <laughs> behind it. Hey, Glenn, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. So guys, um, we've all recommended it for various reasons, mostly for comedic purposes. Um, it's my my uh, honor and my uh, opportunity to pick the next movie, and like I warned you, Fire in the Sky is what I'm going to pick. Okay. Um, okay. It's got. Fire in the Sky. Yep, yeah, it's got Agent Doggett from uh, X-Files in it.
2: So is this on uh, Prime?
0: Uh, yes, it's either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. It's, it's Prime. It's either Prime or Shudder, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's Prime. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's got uh, Robert Patrick. T2 or Agent Doggett, whatever you want to call him. So, um, his brother was in Helmet. I don't know if he ever got in a fight with Danzig, but he was in a band. (laughs) Uh, So do you guys have anything else before we get out of here? Mm, My fault. Julian?
2: Well, uh, we'll see what the world is like a few days from now
0: yeah as as we record this it's uh november 2nd which means as we sit here with microphones tomorrow is election day here in the u.s we'll see what happens indeed
2: yeah we'll,
0: we'll see if yeah we'll see if it's going to be purge night or something
2: <laughs> exactly
0: oh goodness well fingers crossed that things go well yeah all right Well, listeners, thank you for listening.
1: How did you get in here? (laughs) I didn't call maintenance.